When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. How do the Browns look on the injury front? Because they've had to go out and get some replacements on that defensive end spot, especially on the right defensive end spot. Daryl, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're banged up. Greg Newsom, Jalen Darden, we talked about Goodwin already. Harrison Bryant, don't know what's going on with him. Matthew Adams, Jerome Ford with a hamstring injury. I'll give you a quick update on him in a second because uh, I, I was able to speak to someone in the organization there. Um, you know, I, 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 Isaiah Thomas, Alex Wright, as we know, they had arthroscopic surgery. Um, they, they brought in a defensive end this week. They then went ahead and on uh, Thursday – uh, made official the addition of Shelby Harris, the defensive tackle, which I think is huge because now that pushes Jordan Elliott back into a reserve role. And to me, it's Shelby Harris and Dalvin Tomlinson now are your new starting defensive tackles because um, in the middle of that defensive line, I, I wasn't all that sold with sold on, I should say, especially from a depth standpoint going forward. So they are banged up, no question about it, but um you know, uh, there is time for them to kind of get ready for the season opener and get some of these guys back on the field. Uh, talk about the front four now, because it, I mean, I know Jordan Elliott was penciled in, but when you look at Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith on the outside, Delvin Tomlinson, and Shelby Harris on the inside, it looks a whole lot better, especially knowing that you've got double O sitting on the other side, and even Alex Wright too, as the, as your other backup at. Well, Wright's out. He's he had arthroscopic surgery. Oh, I'm sorry. That, yeah, I don't know. I'm oh, sorry about that. <laughs> With Isaiah Thomas also getting hurt, but I I don't know how bad that arthroscopic surgery is going to keep him out. Do you? Yeah, it's going to. Sometimes you can come back quick from that. Beginning of the season, so they're they're not going to be available for a little bit. Right. Good point. All right. So what do you do? Is what's your fourth backup then? Jeremiah Martin. Probably. I mean, I'm just trying to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I I think that. Uh, when you look at defensive ends, obviously, as you mentioned, it, it's Garrett and it's Zadarius Smith. Isaiah McGuire. Yeah, and I, I'm going to say, uh, you know, Isaiah McGuire or, yeah. Ch- you know, Chuck Wiley. They brought him in this week, earlier this week, too. So I think he goes in the mix. So, um, And, Daryl, I think the only reason I'm going so deep on this with you and maybe names that people we haven't really talked about and gone is because I fully expect Jim Schwartz will be moving these guys in so quick that you yes. you may see them for a play, maybe not see them for a little bit, then come back and see them again. That's what the offense or the defense is going to look like, right? Yeah, it, it is a uh, 
it, it is a the goal is just to keep the legs fresh up front um and there's going to be a significant amount of rotation uh, involved in that right so um they they've got to uh, i i think you know I think that Andrew Berry did a nice job this week, bringing in some reinforcements for the defensive line. Um, and, you know, to get Harris, like at this point right now, who was pretty productive last season, um, I, I think that that's a, a pretty significant get uh, for Andrew Berry. When you look at his production um, last season, um, you know, 15 starts for Seattle. He had a couple of sacks, some QB hits, TFLs broke up four passes at the, at the line of scrimmage as well. It just it shows you how active he was up front. Now, they weren't big numbers over those 15 starts for Seattle, but they were impactful. He, he made some impactful plays. And, and, and let's be honest about it, Andy. <laughs> that, that defensive front last year was not good. Outside of Miles Garrett. No, it wasn't. It, and, and that leads me to my next point. The linebackers, Wu, Walker, Taki Taki, like it's been refreshing to hear, and I, I keep using that word "overcome" on defense because I'm 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 invigorated by what Schwartz has instilled in these guys. I don't know if we're going to see it on the field 100, right. but I feel like the linebackers have a new lease on life. Like I think they feel like they have a purpose. I think they feel like that they're going to be able to play the game the way it was taught and the way they were learned. That the linebackers will have more of an influence in the game. I, I don't. I just I'm expecting more especially because I don't think the bar is very high for our linebackers over the last couple of years to have major impact in the game. Yeah. I, I don't know what major impact to your point they're going to have. I just feel like that they're going, Well, if they don't blitz, then it's just a matter of making sure that we're not giving up first downs. That's right. the major impact I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, because of this, this wide nine uh, scheme that he runs up front with the defensive line, there's just such an onus on these guys to win their one-on-one matchups up front, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and there's there's less thinking. That was, I think, the biggest problem with Joe Woods last year is guys were forced to think way too much. And they, they suffered a paralysis by analysis in the middle of plays, right? Mm -hmm. Because how I view one play is going to be completely different from how you would view a play, right? And exactly. So, and, and when you have stuff like that, and that's just natural, there's going to be miscommunication and screw-ups. And we saw that time and time again. So, you know, listening to the players on that side of the football, like, yeah, Jim Schwartz is intense and he gets after them and things like that, but they are really legitimately excited because he's accentuating what they're doing best. Like, the you know, Denzel Ward is a man-to-man -man corner. He's not a cover three or whatever corner. He is a... Me versus you guy. And, and, and that, that's what they have in the secondary. And those guys are going to be able to play a lot of man-to-man -man and be responsible for either shutting down the receiver or tight end or running back that they're charged with covering or getting them on the ground as quickly as possible. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
All right, let's talk about the kicking game for a second because I think there are fans that are a little bit unnerved about Cade York. But, I, again, like I said last podcast, and I've been saying on the air all week, it's one kick. I think we're living in the, the kind of the shakes of last year. And I don't want to see this team lose a game because of a kicker. And I think that's something the fans are, are really harping on. Um, I don't see a problem with bringing in another leg to camp just for the competition. But, you know, I think this is a week where Cade York, all he has to do is go out there and make his kicks and shuts everybody up and he can move forward. And then if he does it again the next week, all the critics go away. Yeah, I mean, the 49-yard miss in the Hall of Fame game, I, I get. I mean, he didn't hit it well and it, it tailed on him. But here's the thing, like, for the fans that are criticizing the Browns right now, they are putting him in practice, Andy, in simulated pressure situations. And what I mean by that is they're putting him in, in situations where it's a hurry-up offense, they're running the field goal unit onto the field, quote-unquote closing seconds of a game, on the line type of situation, and he's making all of his kicks in those situations. And these aren't like 25-yard field goals he's kicking. I mean, just the other day, he made a 44-yarder and he made a 47-yarder in those, in those, like literally, the offense, complete a pass, race up, kill the clock, run the field goal unit on there, get the kick away. Like, he has been successful there. So I don't know, in the Browns' defense, like, I don't know what else they can do to test him or whatever, right? And, and I get it. Like, I, I, I totally get it. He missed, what, eight field goals last year. Uh, he missed the Hall of Fame game field goal. But, like, I, I just – I think that the organization is doing everything they can to put him in a position to be successful and to prepare him for pressure cooker situations. And he's if, if he's doing it in practice, right, and, and let's be honest about when you're judging who's making your football team, Practice weighs heavily. You're constantly, coaches in front office, you're dissecting that practice film time and time again. And if the guy is doing what he's supposed to be doing in practice and having that success in those quote-unquote pressure situations, I just, I don't know how much bitching and complaining you can do at the Cleveland Browns right now. Uh, now, if the, the Washington game comes and he misses a couple of kicks in that, then yeah, I will hear got to think about bringing in another leg for camp. But if he goes out Friday night against Washington and he makes his kicks, Andy, I, what, what are they supposed to do? You said, and, and keep in mind, they have a draft. They, they invested a mid round draft pick in this guy for right. the first round pick, you know, like, so you're not going to bail on him that easy. And there are a lot of kickers that early in their careers, it takes them a little bit to figure it out. And unfortunately, a lot of those guys, they've had to have a change of scenery to do that. But Right now, I just can't fault the Browns for sticking with the guy and giving him an opportunity to be successful. Now, all that being said, this is a put-up-or-shut-up year, and the last thing the Cleveland Browns can afford is have their kicker screw it up by missing kicks, missing critical, critical kicks. So if he comes out struggling, then 100% they're going to have to make a change because you cannot lose games because your kicker can't get it over the crossbar and through the posts. Hmm. All right. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin for our producer, Meredith Kane. Thanks for being on board with us for this edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. We'll be back with a Washington recap, and we'll look ahead to the city of brotherly love when the Browns head to Philadelphia next week. That's on the next edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, why don't you subscribe to the podcast, and you can always follow us 
on Twitter and Instagram at GameDayCLE. It's always Game Day in Cleveland. 